Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree. This is, of course, a podcast brought to you by Cam4. I am all kinds of giddy today, up and down, right to the core. I am so delighted to be spending time with this individual today who I not only admire, but do have a very burning crush on. Uh, she's an incredibly popular name in the porn game and seems to be increasing with momentum every single day. I'm getting an email saying, do you know what this talent is up to? Uh, which is just so exciting and of course makes me so happy that she has time in her busy schedule to sit with us here and let us know a little bit about her experience stepping into this business, the challenges that have been in her way, how she triumphed over them, and all about her unique sexual self-expression. In the hot seat today, we've got the OC so incredible sky blue Joining me today here on Licked and Loaded, someone who makes me tremble, someone who makes me shake. I am trying desperately to maintain composure while I'm in the virtual presence of the almighty sky blue. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, I'm 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 never I'm never nervous to sit and chat with people, but I admire the hell out of you. I think you are an absolute dreamboat. So let me say I'm giddy. I am giddy. Oh hey, the feeling's mutual. When I first started with short hair, you were the only other girl I could look up to and being like, yes, that's how you fucking do it. And that's and that's a big tie. I mean, I'm also an egomaniac. So anytime I see a short-haired blonde look, I'm like, you're hot as fuck. You know, I'm like, that is a hot look. It's so the ego a little, you're like, oh, yeah. Big time. I'm like, look at us dominate this shit right here. <laughs> Sky blue. Okay, viewers and listeners that are meeting you for the first time, they're gonna need to know the background. Uh, you started as uh, a, a young, hopeful New Yorker, moved to New York City, had a bit of experience in camming, nude modeling, but the main goal was to be in modeling. Fast mm. forward to where we are now, you're one of the top names in the porn game. Please okay. fill in these blanks and give us a little more depth. Um, okay, I was a little Florida girl at about 18. I decided to go to the big city with dreams of going to FIT and becoming a model. Um, so I couldn't get a job bartending and honestly the model thing really fast-tracked. Um, one of my interviews for being a bartender literally was like, oh my dad owns this fashion agency, why don't you go there? I was like, fuck, woo, right into it. Um, but I was also camming at the time because as we all know, while models are beautiful, who knows how much they make. It's always like a crapshoot if you will get it or not. Um, and how often that will happen. So I was modeling, it's like New York's expensive or I was scamming, New York's fucking expensive. Um, and that caused my morality clause like to be, I don't know, they, they just shake hands me because of that. Um, and back then, six, seven years ago, that was a huge no-no. Um, so yeah, after that, I just went camming full time, which actually was great. I was making so much more money on it anyway. 
and all of the photographers I had met before were still like willing to shoot me. And so I started doing the nude modeling a lot more because that was very freeing. And that mm. kind of took off. So while I was camming, I was doing the nude modeling thing. Um, and through that, I finally got picked up by Playboy, which was really fun, but I had to change my hair from blue to a normal color. And then from there, it kind of was just like the rolling hill of like, <laughs> Um, I met a lot of porn stars, I was doing solo and gradually made my way into being able to do porn. Yeah. And, do and now we're dominating the scene, let's be honest. Oh, it's been great. I, I, it's been, it's been so much momentum with your name. I mean, I get all the industry emails and everyone's mm -hmm. talking about you. So <laughs> things are very exciting right now. And we are going to talk about the future and we're going to talk mm -hmm. about the present, but I'm not done with the past just yet. Can you please let us know how the fuck this morality clause bullshit went down where your modeling agency oh. caught you, caught you? How was it discovered that you were camming? Because in today's day and age, I don't know if they would have grounds to actually no, I don't think so. Especially like after, um, what was it? Quarantine where like almost everybody got online. Everybody had an only yeah. fan and it was like way more, you know, normal to have that. And honestly, like the models would just be like models today will be like, I'm just going to quit then. I'm making way more money at this. Like, why yeah. do I need to? <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, back then it was still like, really awful if you like showed nipples and dare say pussy um during anything and eventually like <laughs> I can only assume that somebody that was like in the agency was like watching my shit or stumbled yeah. across me one day because I had blue hair at the time I stood out um so yeah with that they were like I was doing more like commercial things like ads for Colgate's like being in a target thing and god forbid some housewife know that I spread my pussy online for money in such a like wholesome community of like we sell toothpaste to children yeah. you can't have that around it's so strange um because now like there's a shit ton of models even in LA that do like ads like that like who's gonna know but back then it was like such a crazy thing of like no no we can't have anything meshing so they called me and they were like hey listen we know you've been camming and like I don't know if you read over your entire contract but there's morality clause in it and you can't be doing those things while you're in an agency with us um and I was like oh, okay well like I can quit camming for a bit they were like no no like your stuff's already out there you're like doing pretty well at it so like we can't continue this I guess like somebody had already told one of like the people that I had done a shoot with <laughs> that I was doing that um, yeah. and they pulled like almost all of the things that I had done. So wow. like thankfully I was able to like keep all of the money but they pulled every single thing that I had done just because I was showing my pussy online and I was like all right like cool guys that's fun that's great. <laughs> But they were Look, just so afraid that they wouldn't get any more people like in the agency or people to like come to them to uh, like book ads with their models if they knew that like oh one God. of us had done that. Yeah, it was a huge, ridiculous thing. 
So what are you feeling like at this time? Like sister to sister here right now, I can sometimes be a little sensitive, uh, especially every time that the stigma or the you should be ashamed of yourself comes yeah. around. Like I do halt for a second and go, ouch, well, fuck you. But what was your headspace like in this moment? Cause you're a young person. Oh, yeah. Like how did you I take was 18 this? and 19 at the time. <sighs> like, oh no, it was devastating. I cried for like days. I was so upset. I mean, like I knew that the camming was good money. So I mm. didn't really have to like worry too much about like my job or like income at that time. But like, it was so devastating to be like, wow, I actually had a shot and I was doing so well. And it was just because some asshole decided to like out me online. Right, right. That and is, all it's... Of, like nowadays it's fine. And I love that for the girls nowadays, but like it was fucking tough seven yeah. years ago. People were sending me death threats all the time. And it just felt like another like fucking low blow to the like, belt of just being like, why does it always have to be this way in this industry? You know, I, we've got a lot of people that listen to this show that are involved in camming. They're broadcasters mm -hmm. or they're consumers of it. Um, how, how do you pull yourself out of a situation like that and feel empowered after, mm -hmm. you know, the corporate world or, or the man comes down on you with this bullshit? I think a lot of our, our listeners are likely experiencing versions of this themselves. Yeah. So what was your get out of this bullshit plan? Honestly, it was the fans for me. At the time, I had a private Snapchat, too, so people could, like, talk to me whenever they wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't like I had to be online for them to interact with me. And, man, like, I had posted something about, like, being really sad because I had, like, got, gotten kicked out of, like, my agency. And all of these guys were like, fuck them. You're fine. Like, listen, we love you doing this, and we'll support you to the day, like, you decide yeah. not to. But like, you don't need that kind of thing. And like some of them even like got me in touch with amazing fashion photographers that were willing to do art nudes with me. Like ones that were better than the shit I was even doing at the time. Um, people that were shooting for like huge campaigns and stuff. And <laughs> it was really great to see like my community come together that way. And like yeah. all of these fans telling me to just like, yo, just keep going. It's fine. I know you feel like shit right now, but we're all still here for you even if they're not. And that was like the biggest thing. The community will always be there because we all know what it's like to be shunned or feel weird for our actions or decisions. Even like the fans themselves, if they got seen camming, like most middle America would be like, so shameful. How dare you watch porn? That's that's really that's really beautiful because I've had so many conversations about the lives of cyber sex workers in mm -hmm. particular. And we talk about how much of it is holding space for other people, for our viewers. But this yeah. is an instance where they were there for you. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Oh, it was fantastic. And like most of these people had been through me like as soon as I started, like they were oh. on the ride with me. So like, obviously if your favorite cam star gets like sad or upset and mm. you're talking about it, you're going to want to be there for them. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was actually really, really beautiful. Cause I hadn't known too many other models. Like the camming industry is so difficult in itself being online where you can be really segregated from other people. Like you can't, how would they ever know? It's kind of a competition as well. So a lot of girls 
just aren't willing to like be there for you. So it was mm-hmm. really, it was really beautiful to see that happen for me. And um, still to this day, I have so many people like on my Reddit page being like, yes, I'm so excited for her. This is great. <laughs> she started doing porn. Yay. Like she looks so much happier, especially when, through, when I went through a really bad breakup too. Like all of these cyber warriors coming out of the mm. like woodwork for me to be like, <laughs> She was so much happier before. Look how awful she was with this person. Like she's got yeah. this. <laughs> Send her all the money in the world. It's so, she needs help. <laughs> it's such a wild, it's such a wild thing that, or wild industry, I should say. I was having mm-hmm. this conversation with a girlfriend of mine yesterday that, you know, everyone knows the entertainment industry is so competitive. That's just, you know, mm-hmm. Hollywood, mainstream entertainment. It's so competitive. This is the adult industry. It is that same level of competitive, yes. but we are also up against all of the societal judgment. You know, like there's constant pushback from Mm -hmm. the outside world as to what we do. And it's that alone makes this a very challenging and very rewarding industry when it is. But my God, you have got to have a thick skin. Oh, for sure. When I was first starting out, God, I thought every single day I was like, am I really doing the right thing? Is this Mm. it? Because like a lot of times if you don't make a career out of this, it's like, what do you do after? There's so much shame and stigma around it, even going outside. Mm -hmm. God, the the woman running for Congress that got outed as a stripper, thank God she was like, I have no shame in that. Why are you trying to shame me? But before that would have been like grounds to like get her out. So exactly. Exactly. Not just that, but like the competitive nature of everything. You want to be there and like hold up the people that are like in your industry with you because we get so much shame and stuff like you said that you want to like be be there for another person. Um, so it was oh God. It's it's a really it's a really tough one. Honestly, I know what 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 have you gotten yourself into, Sky? <laughs> what have you gotten yourself into? So you know when I when I when I look at the Sky Blue uh, hit list, what what you're doing? You're working with everyone, okay? You've worked with every fucking company in this business, every big name you seem to have already created with. It's incredible. So what is what is the goal or legacy? What do you want to be famous for? Let's say that. Oh man, that's a real tough one. Cause even when I got into porn, I never had like the expectation of getting famous. I was just like, oh, well, you know, like I'll do this. It's a job, it's a career. And if I make more money than I'm making now, then perfect. Like I'm set for life. I can retire easy. So honestly getting the amount of like popularity that I did, even with the short hair, cause like nobody else had had short hair. I've been told by very many agents and companies, like she's not going to go far. Cause like, that's not the look people want from like a porn girl. And even like, I'm sure, you know, people always were like, just grow out your hair. You'd be so much more successful. The amount of times I've had that shit. It's literally one of the main comments in my inbox. I would just, and it's like, it's posed in so many ways. There's like the the nice way, then there's the mean way. Like, like mm-hmm. you would look so beautiful with long hair or you need to stop it with this mannish short hair shit. No one wants to see it anymore. Right, yes, that is, that was definitely one of those. And then the funny thing is too, when you're, when you have short hair, like the people that love it aren't going to say it like right then. And then as soon as I got the long hair, they were like, oh man, I really love the androgynous look. I wish you would go back. Like, oh my God, there's just no pleasing everyone. There's no pleasing everyone. 
So what you're saying, happy. exactly. And what you're saying is you don't want to be famous for being the short blonde haired girl, the short, yeah, haired, I, the short blonde haired girl. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be famous for like the creativity I put into all of my work and um, God, I guess just like taking it very professionally. That was one of the things I had heard when I was first starting out was that I took my work very seriously and that I was a very professional person. There's a lot of room and gaps in this industry where a lot of people think, oh, it's just a fun job. Like, but in order to be successful, the one thing I was told was just, you gotta show up. You have yeah. to show up. That was the one thing. And I was like, all right, easy peasy, I'll show up. But the hardest thing is a lot of people especially like younger girls will go out and party. They might not show up. They'll go and have a wild night out at the club and then get a bad test back. Yeah. Who knows? But it was just taking it seriously. I took it seriously for so long. And I really like, I said no to a lot. I said no to a ton was the biggest thing too. I really wanted to work with those companies that like made beautiful things and that was just my goal to always have like really pretty porn. Well, you're, you're doing it because it brings me right into one of the juiciest details mm -hmm. of, of sky blue in my world recently. Get this everybody. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last 70 plus episodes that we've been doing, you may recall there was a certain unforgettable episode with a Bruce LaBruce, a dear friend of mine, an incredible visionary filmmaker that loves to bridge border saddle and suffocate that line of pornography artistry doesn't even exist there's no line let's just get all in the mix and just be who we are bruce LaBruce directed an awesome an amazing film that you were the star of talk yes. to us about this it's coming out what april 21st i heard it's pretty soon, yeah. Um, I think he's doing a live viewing at a film award show, and then the live one come or the the normal one comes out on Erica Lust. I think it's the twenty first or twenty second though. But oh my god, it was iconic. Bruce is iconic. Um, <laughs> as soon as I heard his name, like when it was being pitched to me, I was like, oh holy shit! Um, yes, yes, please, yes, of course, anything. Um, and it was just such a wonderful, wonderful time. I spent 12 days in Montreal. There were gruelish 12 days. I got one day off in between because I was a star. Um, very long days too, but God, was it so rewarding. And like, I see some of the pictures and teasers for everything. And I'm just like, this is going to be absolutely gorgeous. Oh, and such a knowledgeable man. Uh, like at the end of everything, I was talking to him. I was like, oh my God, you know so many of like the super famous like old photographers I've shot with. And like, yeah, it's funny yeah. how small the world is. Do you think that we're going to start seeing more of this? It's almost like a fusion dish. You know, mm -hmm. porn itself is evolving. Are we going to see more of these cinematic fusion dishes where we're, there's more narrative, but there's also, mm -hmm. you know, uh, unapologetic sexuality shown on screen? I definitely think so. I think that's the way that we're like moving at the moment um, where like people are, I mean, some people really love the amateur stuff, but like other people, like it's just not what it does it for you. Like me, especially like a lot of women I know and myself, and I'm mm -hmm. sure you included, we like mm -hmm. seeing like this beautiful, beautiful thing. Like I, 
I can't stand watching things like fake taxi or something like that. I want something beautiful. <laughs> like, wow. I oh my know. God. Her husband just cheated it on her and now she's getting revenge like by fucking him. Amazing. Give me a good storyline that I'm like, as I'm sitting there with my Hitachi, like, yeah, that's fucking amazing. Yes. Hitachi. Yes. <laughs> so wait, is that, is that your, your faithful, your old faithful toy? Oh, Are you always sure. a Hitachi? Yes, that yeah. has always been the go-to. Oh my gosh. It's, I, I, I try others and it's just, nothing's the same. No, it's not the same. Even like the little rabbits or something, that amount of like vibration doesn't hit anywhere else. <laughs> what is with, are we just, are we just slaves to our Hitachi? <laughs> I mean, I use it in sex most of the time now too. So yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I might just be, but there's no other, like, <laughs> there's no other amazing way to come. Like, the amount of times I've come just from, like, regular sex, eh, not yeah. too much. So with the Hitachi, I'm like, at least now I'm, like, guaranteed coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about living a life with my Hitachi. It's, it's no. just what, what I like and what I'm going to be doing for likely the rest of my life. Oh, same. Like, I know, like, I'm going to have all my cats in my house and, like, 12 yeah. Hitachis, and that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> it would be great. Do you do the battery or the, the plug-in? Oh, I have both. <laughs> I'm only plug-in. traveling and the plug-in is, like, for, like, if I really need like an intense rub, <laughs> <laughs> I always there's so much more powerful. Rub. I know, trust me. It's like, there's nothing like it. It's the fucking <laughs> best. Oh my gosh. Can we talk a bit about camming? You're still doing camming yeah. today, right? Um, A little, yeah, not as much anymore since like porn is very demanding. So it's hard to find time like where I have to myself mm. to where I want to like, or I have the energy to do something else anymore. But I definitely still do shows for Cam Soda all the time. Like whenever they hire me to do something, um, Reality Kings will hire me a couple of times where they do cam shows, where they hire two girls to do it together. And those are always fun. It's mm. fun to see all of my guys come out of the woodwork to like, <laughs> like appreciate me there. Um, I kind of stopped about two years ago. I stopped camming. It became... It was just very oversaturated and I felt like yeah. OnlyFans and like now that I had like the um, amount of fans that I did that like OnlyFans would be better. So I do live shows there since I already have all my people. I don't need to like have people scrounging the internet for it. It's right, way easier right. for them to see me there. Um, and yeah, no, it just it got really oversaturated. Um, and even when I asked, like, I told my friends, like, oh, yeah, just go into camming. Like, it was really hard for them to start. And um, when I started camming, it was, like, $2 a minute for a, oh. a private chat room. And you still got $50 a minute, or not 50, 50 cents a minute um, for a normal room. And if they wanted a private, you could do that. So it was making a lot more money than I, than I was now. Um, mm. They also only took, like, 30% back then, which was crazy. Mm -hmm. But of course, that company isn't around anymore. It was like just for friends or something. <laughs> wow. So, and now so all the bigger ones have like really taken control. And like 50% of my income just mm, doesn't sit right with me anymore. Well, there's there's so much of it. We are seeing there was a boom during the mm -hmm. pandemic. And obviously the industry is continuing to grow. Do you have predictions for what camming as a business might look like, say, another five years from now? Hmm. 
I think it's going to be, I've seen this trend happening a lot where um, people will start in camming and then there's these people that can make you your own website where essentially you just have them get a membership and then they get free cam shows throughout the week. Wow. Um, and then they can pay you and tip you extra on top of that. I think that might be the way it's going to go, especially um, because all of these big companies like Visa and MasterCard are really trying to shut down so many things. I feel like people are really going to have to ha like take things into their own hands and create these websites where it might be smaller, but there's less chance of Visa and MasterCard coming after you rather than right. like a multi-million dollar company that's like making all of this. Like the big, yeah, the, the big, mm -hmm. big, big companies that don't want to deal with a lawsuit yeah. like that. Like Pornhub doesn't want yeah. to deal with a lawsuit. With me, I just made my website under the same people and can still use Visa and MasterCard. So it's kind of like, they don't care about the smaller creators. It's these huge powerhouses. What so about honestly, like I think it's going to be something like that where like you have your set set of fans and it's really going to be social media driven now rather than people finding you from the campsites and stuff like that. Well, so long as we don't get shut down, as we keep getting shut down, right? Very true. Yeah. Twitter's been the only one that's been consistent for me. It's been I'm waiting a for some. Oh, God, the Web3 thing is going to be interesting, too. I'm sure What's Web3? Stop so, it. Tell us what. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know as much as I've allowed my brain to consume, because everything like NFTs and stuff just makes me want to shut down and cry in the corner. I was going to ask. I'm like, are you into this whole crypto NFT shit? Because I'm... <laughs> I get it and I understand it. And like, I have some of my crypto as well, but honestly, to me, it's like buying stocks. Like you don't know where it's going to go. Um, it's a crapshoot. Um, but with web three, essentially it's going to be the new internet. They're making their own like um, internet explorer basically where they're not going to have to go through, um, you know, we have Firefox and Chrome and all of that. So web three is essentially going, it's going to be its own thing that's run on its own terms. Um, through a blockchain similar to like nfts which i think is what they were trying to test out first with nfts to see if the blockchain right. would even work in that way it's very technical and like honestly it's it's confusing as hell at some points but it's going to be a place and i've already talked to so many people where there's not going to be they're really trying to build it around like free speech and free internet like free viewership to where we're not going to have to worry about being shut down anymore or we're not going to have to worry about like um, fucking people coming after us for like NF NSFW content, something like that. Yeah. Like, it's all yeah. going to be allowed. There's nothing except for like, I guess, child pedophilia that like, they're like, right. anything sexual is fine. We're even like, they're even building out certain sections of the web three to like make it just for adult entertainment. Is it web three because there's the internet as we know it, there's the dark web and this is gonna be web three? Honestly, I don't know. That sounds like it could I, be it though. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. But you've given me such a fucking wormhole to gold to, you know, to, to dive oh, yeah, into no, it's after so fun this. to read through. And honestly, yeah. they're like building it right now. So I'm very excited. People have already started to make like their own websites on it. And I think it's gonna be the future of no more um no more what is it? Fucking God, my brain's not working today. The censorship bullshit. <laughs> censorship, the censorship. Yes, there's not going to be as much censorship and honestly, like so much more freedom. So it'll be great. It'll be really great. If we can it's, make I, apps on that. Oof. There's such a cool future. And I, I think that there's this reality that a lot of the world 
has a hard time accepting that all of these technical advancements that we're seeing, all of this technology that's happening, a lot of it is being used and learned and practiced hands-on with sex workers mm-hmm. by sex workers. You're always the guinea pigs, unfortunately. <laughs> I know, I know. A lot and of it's, times it's, I've been told like, hey, we have a new NFT going. Do you want to do an NFT? Oh my God. Like, oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Either that or just old photographers that have taken my stuff and just made it into an NFT. And I'm like, bro. Gross. Oh, thanks for the 10%. How cute. Gross. That is not cool. And we got to oh, stop that. Been... But no, it's NFT this, NFT that. And I'm just like, dude, I find them so atrocious and ugly. I get like why they've been doing it because somebody just bought a house off of the blockchain. <laughs> Like we're going in that direction. They want anything to be available to buy and purchase. So it started with NFTs and for whatever reason it blew up like that. But I mean, that's how Web3 has been able to be made. People are buying houses and stuff off of it. So like, it's cool to see it advancing. Did it go around in the best way of advancing? No, it kind of sucked. We got a lot of shitty art. Are we (laughs) able, are we able to like predict where this is going? We can speculate. I'm having a hard time being able to see how this fits in and develops. But then again, who like I I I can hardly update my fucking software when I get a memo. It's like we gotta update your software. I'm like I'm like I don't know. I might lose everything. I don't know. (laughs) Sky, thank you for today's chat. This has been awesome having you and hanging out with you. Um, for our thanks for inviting me. Yes. Oh, for our viewers and listeners that want to get in touch and learn all about you, what are the links? Where do they find you? My new Instagram is skyblue-hates-you. Uh, my Twitter and OnlyFans is skyblue-wants-you. And then if you go on Pornhub and just search skyblue, I'm right there. <laughs> so badass. Thank you so very much. And uh, hey, everyone watching and listening, this has been another episode of Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree. We will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>